Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I'm here today with my co-host Ashley. And we're here to talk about two movies that we... That have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> recently watched. Um, it feels weird to call them movies. I guess I'm old-fashioned because I'm like... It's not a DVD. It was not in the theater. It is a streaming program. <laughs> that does sound pretty elderly. You know? <laughs> Day and age. <laughs> it was like a really long YouTube video. <laughs> right? Oh, man. But well, that is one that I was very excited for, Disenchanted, the sequel to the movie Enchanted. And um, what is the name of the Christmas movie? I'm so prepared. Falling Slowly? No. That's Softly. the no. Falling Softly. for Christmas, I think. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's probably a different Hallmark movie. <laughs> Does it falling for Christmas? <laughs> I know what I'm about. <laughs> the Netflix Hallmark-esque Christmas movie featuring the one, the only Lindsay Lohan. Let's start with that. All right. Kick it off in this Christmas holiday season. I, I'm kicking it off. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in the vein of Hallmark Christmas movies, I don't. I, we need no further explanation. That's exactly what this was. I do feel like Netflix has been killing the game. Like they've been releasing one a Christmas. Just one. I don't. Maybe I, I think there one. are more, but I'm. I have not kept up with them. And that's really all I need. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. One is more than enough for me, but, you know. And they're fun. Still fun. They're fun. A gift. Better acting than a lot of these things have, usually. They're comical. They don't take themselves too seriously. No, I mean, that's just it. We've talked about them before. The Hallmark Christmas movie is a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's not meant to be more than that. Exactly. Well, it's nice. I feel like sometimes they try to make it more than that. Like, they try to make it, like, touching. Yeah. Or super romantic. Yeah, no, I'm not... And a lot of times, like, the writing and the acting and, like, everything about it is just not good enough to pull that off. Yeah, no, I'm not here to be like, okay, this Hallmark Christmas movie tried to make me cry. Like... Yeah. Get over yourself. Whereas these ones are like, we're gonna throw some ridiculously dumb comedy in there and, like, I don't know, the actors are gonna play things off humorously. Yeah, no. It's be overblown and over the top. We're gonna make this ridiculous thing. That's that's the point. Yep. And they do it well. And I don't know about you, but it was very nice. I was looking forward to seeing the return of Lindsay Lohan. She has been on a journey. <laughs> well, I do feel like this was a perfect comeback situation for yes, her. I think so. Which is probably how she saw it as well. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like she's trying to be some super serious actress right, right off the bat. Right. Um, kind of low stakes. Yeah. And she's a good enough actress, definitely. Oh, for this, sure, yeah. You know? It was fun to see her again. I don't know. Yeah. We, we grew up with Lindsay. How did you put it? <laughs> we all went to the same high school. Yeah, she, we went to high school with Lindsay Lohan. And, like, it's nice to see that she's finally doing well again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're at the class reunion. It's yeah. Like, you got your life together. Yeah, she's married. She's making Hallmark movies. It's great. Her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, we we were all there when Pitbull sang, it got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan, and yes. you know it was a dark time. We've all seen the iconic. I mean, it wasn't, but 
pictures, paparazzi yeah. pictures of the clubbing and exactly. you know, heard the horror stories and she's done some sus stuff in the last few years and went on some I don't know, spiritual journeys. Uh, <laughs> it was an odd time, but I think nice to see her working again. I know there's been talks about, I think both her and Jamie Lee Curtis were like, I would love to do Freaky Friday too. Ooh, that would be great. So it would be fun if that actually happened yeah, at some point. That you know? would be great. Maybe Anna's the mom now. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be, there is a lot of potential there. <sighs> so do you want to pitch this ridiculous? Well, I mean, yeah, I was trying to revisit. I was trying to revisit, you know, both of these movies before we talked about them. And yeah. then I was like, I don't, I don't need to read the, I'll remember as we go. Like, this is not a complicated concept. It is tropey. Every trope. Every trope. <laughs> like, you know, a good Hallmark Christmas movie TM should be. Exactly. Um, so Lindsay Lohan is a, like, ho- hotel heiress. The London Tipton. <laughs> the, yes. the Paris Hilton. Um <laughs> She's Sierra Belmont, and um, she is this rich, fancy lady whose father owns a whole string of luxury hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, She's never worked a day in her life. She's, you know, like being fed champagne and caviar as she gets ready for an event. Yep. In the beginning of the movie, uh, she has a fiance who's a piece of work. He's an influencer. He's an influencer. <laughs> He's something. And she's kind of right away at the beginning, like not sure that like what what her path is. Yeah. She feels like her father has like created a job for her, and like yeah. she doesn't really have a purpose. And she's kind of she's kind of realizing that. Yeah. And um, we also have the um. Motel um, Ski ski resort resort owner His name is Jake And he (laughs) Yeah because we had Jake and Sarah For a second Uh, there Oh yeah that's right So He owns This little I think it was a ski resort Yeah I think so And um, his mother-in-law and his Daughter lived there with him And his wife Died. Passed away a few years a few, ago. Yep. And so, um. The resort's struggling. Of course. Of course. Trope number one. <laughs> he goes to Mr. Belmont for money. And or, he, like, as an investor. Like, oh, you want to invest in sure. the ski lodge. And then runs into Sierra. Literally. And, you know, we have the classic coffee spill. Ugh. She's wearing, like, designer sunglasses, you know? Yes. He doesn't quite get a full picture of her. <laughs> um. I think he's denied any sort of partnership from Mr. Belmont. I think so. I just like, oh, I'm not interested. I'm all full up with investments this year. Like, I don't remember him being like a super jerk to him. Uh, I, I appreciated that about Sierra's character too. Like, even in this beginning, when she's like a spoiled rich heiress, mm-hmm. she doesn't come off as a super jerk. No. You know, like no. out of touch with the world. Yeah. But they all are. Not like. I don't know. I feel like that was such a thing back in the day. Like, the mean Paris girl. I mean, yeah. She was literally in Mean Girls. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was a thing. But, um, I don't know. It was just kind of nice that she wasn't unlikable right off the bat, despite... Well, yeah, if anything, we made her boyfriend, the influencer, the unlikable one. Because he's immediately, like, 
you know, not not against her, against her, but like she's trying to sing Christmas songs in the car as they're gonna go snowmobiling together or something, and she, he's like, oh. Pfft pitchy yeah. and she's like I'm just trying to have a good time and he's like not caring about anything she wants to do yeah. he's just like gotta get the gram you know yeah, and... yeah. <laughs> and so they go off on a little trip yep. I don't know if they were supposed to be skiing was it a photo a shoot probably, I think it was a photo shoot I think it was a photo shoot so he drove a snowmobile up this like mountain and she was like oh you know I can't ski right and he was like it's just for the pictures or whatever yeah. and then he proposes to her yep. up there and I think she says yes. Mm-hmm. And then she has a dramatic fall off of <laughs> She's on skis. side of the mountain <laughs> and crashes to her doom. And he falls too. <laughs> Just, they do not fall together. No. And um, she hits her head. Yep. And he, um, I don't remember where he lands. A little sad that we didn't get the hypothermia trope. Oh, yeah. It's a, Hallmark, it's a Hallmark Christmas <laughs> type movie. We can't have it be that heavy. That's a little too intimate. Yeah. So I don't know where the boyfriend lands right away. He did a little bit, yeah. Um, but we have Jake, the ski resort motel yes. owner. He's given sleigh rides. Is given sleigh rides to some of his guests, and he stumbles across Sierra mm-hmm. and rescues her, takes her to a hospital, and she doesn't remember who she is. Can't remember a darn thing. She seems to know that she's, like, entitled and privileged, but she doesn't know why. <laughs> well, she finds out that she can't, like, do anything, too. Like, that's the whole, like, sequence of events. But even before then, I think she's she's very authoritative. Like, well, you're just gonna let me go and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Jake, he brings her well, there's no... She can't stay in the hospital? Is that what I is? think so, and there's no one to claim her, so he's like... let her go. The cops can't just let her go. So he offers a room at his in. resort. <laughs> um, <laughs> until she can find someone who knows her or remember something. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the boyfriend, now fiancé, yeah. stumbles across... <laughs> Um, a man in an ice fishing shanty, and he's, I I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, Savior, what is your name? And he's like, Ralph. (laughs) That's great. So they have like a whole little journey, side journey together. their side journey. Ralph the ice fisherman, illegally ice fishing. They're best friends. And uh, his prissy influencer friend, and his truck's dead so he can't even drive them out of the mountains so they have to hike it so they have to he's like oh it's fine we'll just hunt some rabbits and hike it out <laughs> and this is definitely an experience for yeah the influencer it is he's very enamored with ralph <laughs> and at the resort sierra names herself sarah yeah that's where we have Jake and Sarah, like my cousin. That's right, that's right. And she bonds with the daughter. I don't remember her name now. Oh, yeah, I don't either. Um, and befriends her mm-hmm. and 
I don't know, kind of goes on a self-discovering journey while she doesn't remember herself. Yeah, she doesn't remember herself, and she realizes she doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah, she's never made, she's like, I don't think I've ever made a bed, and things like that. She's trying to, like, help out. This is where it's like, she is is a likable enough character, because, like, she wants to help out. She wants to, you know, pay her way a little bit. She starts to to willingly learn these things. Yeah, but she messes up a lot in the beginning. Yeah. And I guess, what is Jake's arc asking for help it's kind of like uh, a getting over his dead wife yeah but also like he's being stubborn Please. and proud mm-hmm. because the inn resort is failing and yeah. he can't ask for help it's a little bit like it's a wonderful life yeah 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 um and so i guess i think that starts to come out and Sierra tries to find a way to help save the inn. Yeah, she does. Um, There's also, like, a magical Santa. Of course, they meet there a Santa. Is. There's yeah. always a magical Santa. And he gifts time. Jake a new sleigh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Sierra and the mother-in-law end up writing to all the people who have ever stayed at the inn. Yeah. And inviting them to a Christmas party. Yep. And kind of, I think they ask them to donate money. I don't remember. Yeah, well, she, they were like, when, you know, when you're there, like, just ask for, like, donations. And he didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, I don't know. Sarah opens his heart up a little bit, and he's willing to do some of those more vulnerable things. Mm-hmm. And that's and where vulnerable with her. the ending of that part with the uh resort felt like it's a wonderful life because everybody's like oh we had such a good time here and you've been such a blessing here's some money to help you yeah and that's how it's a wonderful life ends as well yeah that's true that's true and what happens with sierra does she well okay so her fiance and ralph like get cross paths with the cops mm-hmm. and they're gonna arrest ralph for poaching mm-hmm. again illegally because <laughs> it's a it's a thing, it's a thing. <laughs> he's done this before and um he's you know i don't remember what her fiance's name is it's, he's his hero and he's not gonna let them arrest him and um tad that's right because the dad calls him ted that's right i don't know at some point Sierra's dad, I think he must be talking to the cops trying to find his daughter, because he finds out that she's missing at some point. Yeah, that's kind of a slow realization. The staff was supposed to keep an eye on her. But she had also told them that she didn't want to be disturbed, so nobody was looking for her for a while. she was off their fiancé or whatever, so I think the dad must have been at the police station, and then he sees Tad there, and he's like, you know, where's my daughter? And then the cop who had, like, found her, or who had talked to Jake, who had found her, was like, oh, I know where she is. So that all kind of happens right before this, like, let's save the inn Christmas party. And Sierra um, is there and everything, and then her dad and Tad show up. And they're like, you know. It's you, Sierra. Saving Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And telling her Ultimately. who she is. And she's like, oh, okay. And I think she starts to slowly remember who she is. And, um, of course, Jake and his family are sad. <laughs> yes, because they've lost... They lost Sarah. Their new mom figure. <laughs> yes. Well, that's just it. I think a little girl in the beginning, like... She wish for a new mom. I can't remember. I maybe she might have said something like that to the mother-in-law, grandmother. Yeah. Like you know, I wish that we could 
be a family again, you know. Yeah, right. Um, and then what happens after that? Um, well, she kind of makes the decision to, well, after she remembers everything, she, I think, kind of stands up, not stands up to her dad, but is like, I want to go my own way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she, I don't know, it takes a while, because she has that, like, interview, like, oh, we found her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, says on live television, like, thanks to whatever, Jake, whatever, whatever, at the... North Star Lodge or whatever it was. Um, and then the phone starts ringing off the hook there, people making reservations to stay there. Yeah. So she kind of saves them in that way and tells Tad, sorry, I can't go through with this. Mm-hmm. Tad bounces back real fast. Yeah, he's, he's doing it for the views. He's not sad. <laughs> he ends up with the assistant, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, something like that. One of the assistants. I think so, yeah. And, um... And then her dad, she tells him basically, like, hey, you just designed this position to give me something to do. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it, but I can't do that, you know. Gotta go my own way. Basically. And then she goes back? Well, Jake comes to get her. Okay. But I'm not sure if like in the sleigh just tells her was it in the sleigh i I feel like it was in the sleigh i don't remember clearly in the sleigh sure go to the hotel Mm -hmm. get her and smoocher smoocher and then ultimately (laughs) i think she like takes over or helps manage Uh i don't know she finds her purpose career-wise and falls in love and uh gains a daughter she has some vague memory of her mother or something like that doesn't she and i think that helps her connect to the daughter Mm -hmm. um so that's another discovery she has yeah yeah so pretty wholesome pretty wholesome pretty cute pretty cute pretty freaking cheesy oh yeah (laughs) cheesy as all get out you can predict every next thing it's just velveta dripping everywhere (laughs) but velveta's good it's good stuff (laughs) when you're in the mood for velveta (laughs) it's exactly what you want so yeah i was just i got distracted because it said that the the female assistant the dark-haired girl Uh that's Lindsay lohan's sister what? Yeah, Amazing. so I, I got distracted. It's I didn't know she had a sister. Aliana, Elena, Aliana Lohan. Wow. So yeah, that's great. Played Bianca. Yeah, no, no Vanessa Hudgens. Um, not this year. Christmas one this year, but mm-hmm. we got we there got wasn't Vanessa. right. Like it's not like it I exists. Blushed. Okay, no, there wasn't. <laughs> They, they had how many she needed she needed <laughs> she a year a off break yeah playing three different versions of her next year she was like <laughs> four be a fourth one that's too much guys <laughs> i need a break <laughs> oh my gosh literally carrying this whole movie on my back exactly <laughs> you won't cast anyone else to be in this movie it's just me <laughs> but she also did that like christmas prince one maybe uh it's not the Christmas Prince. That was a horrible movie. No, but that's something there else. was like a knight or a prince, some yeah, yeah. man with a sword. Yeah, who, like time knight. traveled. Yeah. Knight. Um, 
She did that one too, which wasn't part of that series with the multiple. Vanessas. So there's hope for another. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, we'll see. Come back to us, Vanessa. Anyway, I felt like that was a nice, simple little Christmas story, yeah. and yeah, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, and they're, they're always pretty and yeah, cute. And I, I mean, this wasn't like the most low budget one I've ever seen. No. Like it definitely was not amazing budget wise, but it wasn't the worst. Yeah, hokey. I do feel like cardboard Netflix, background. <laughs> Netflix tries for their yeah. Hallmark Christmas movies, and mm-hmm. they're always a little higher grade. Yeah, excluding right. the Christmas Prince, that's unforgivable. <laughs> we won't talk about that one. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, it was nice to see. It was nice to see Lindsay again. It was. I agree. It was pleasant. I was like, ah, oh, good old Lindsay. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man. So, the um, <laughs> disenchanted. Yes. Back to disenchanted. I was so excited for disenchanted. I loved enchanted. You know, there was a time in my life where, like, I didn't like movies very much, I think. Like, that seems ridiculous. But I just remember, I think these all kind of came out around the same time. I'm, like, realizing this in retrospection, where it's, like, I love the movie Elf. I didn't like it when I saw it in the theater. Mm, Yeah. And I love the movie Enchanted. I don't know that I liked it right away when I saw it sure. in the theater. Like I think it took me a second viewing to really like glom on. They were to kind both of, of those. like the first of their kind. Yeah. And I mean I don't know what to expect, I guess. Well, and they're kinda of unique anyway. Like I'm not trying to say they kicked off some, you know, like all the two thousands wacky animated movies. Not like that. Yeah. But they are kind of different. They are. So I could see that not being I I've never really glommed on to Elf because of how different it is. Yeah, yeah. And I could see this one feeling similar. Mm -hmm. I think they were probably just jarring for me because they weren't following my expectations Mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm pretty sure I saw Enchanted on my birthday. Okay. Or at least before my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love, I love that movie. I love all the tropes in it. I think it's adorable, hilarious, romantic. I love all the little nods to all the Prince and Princess m- movies. Yeah. Love James Marsden. It's his best role ever. <laughs> I mean, he seems to think so. <laughs> and so when I saw they were making another one, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. And it was straight to streaming on Disney+. Plus, Which it feels like a disservice, honestly. I, I think so, too. That seems like... A theater-worthy movie, yeah, for sure. I don't really understand what Disney's doing no, right either. now with what they put in the theaters and what they don't. I don't either. Because, like, I remember, I thought it was just the pandemic because, like, Luca, that's like a Pixar-level right. animated movie. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Never in the theater. Yeah, and I assumed, oh, that's just because that was early in the pandemic. It would have been a theater movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've done that with other movies now recently, where it's like, why isn't this yeah. going into the theater? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And is it just that they have too much content or something, and they need somewhere to go with it? But I don't, know. I I don't feel, like, feel like there's always a Disney movie no, in the theater, so I don't think that's the reason. Kids. Yeah, and I just feel like. You have all these shows to draw people to your streaming service. Right. I don't think you need to reserve certain There's movies. The streaming for it. service is not suffering. So. No, it is not. <laughs> and they have so many shows for mm-hmm. every franchise they own. Right. And it's just like, why wouldn't you let your movies be in the theater? I don't know. But. Mm-hmm. 
All that to say, this don't write this off because it went straight to streaming. It's, no. It's a good movie. I think I enjoyed it more really? than the first one, Ooh. but I don't know if that's fair. I haven't watched the first one in a long time. I think, honestly, this movie, I didn't really have any expectations. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is chaos, and I like every second of <laughs> yeah. it. Um, cause it was just like twists and turns and I don't know, I was not anticipating the like storyline and the arcs that they put into it at oh, all. Sure. Um, which is maybe just, you know, silly of me, but it was it. very fun. So we have gone 10 years into the future, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And so the little girl that was in the first movie, Morgan, Morgan she's a teenager now. Yep. Um, they're a happy little family with a new baby. Um, but they decide that living in the city isn't so great. Yeah. Um, so they decide to move to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And it's called Monroeville, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they move into this magical little house. It's not little. It's huge. Um, <laughs> it's very pink, too. I love the pink house. Morgan is not very excited about this move. She's feeling, you know, a little unheard, unseen yeah. in her family, and she feels like an outcast in the new school. Yeah. Not a fan of the house. No one asked her permission no. to move away from all her friends. And, and I think there was an element too of like, why are you acting like our life before was bad? We've had right. a good life before. Yeah, and I think, I mean, she doesn't really harbor any resentment toward the new baby, yeah. but she feels like, okay, well maybe the new baby is Giselle's real daughter and I'm not. Yeah, her real dream. Yeah. Her, you know, whatever. And um, so we have recurring characters with James Marsden ah, and... Yes. Indina? Indina. Yeah. Uh, so that's Edward and Nancy. Edward and Nancy. I was so happy they came. I wasn't sure if they would. Yeah. Like, when that was announced, I was like, we'll see what this is. And I didn't know that Patrick Dempsey would come back either. Yeah. And both him and um, Amy Adams were signed right on. And uh -huh. I was like, that's amazing. And then I was like, I really hope Nancy and Edward come back. Yeah. And we get to see more of their story. Well, yeah. And they were in this movie way more than they were yeah, in the first were. one. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> Um, so we have a villain in Monroeville. Oh, yes. And that is Malvina. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, who's a gift. That's what she was. She, you know, this might be her uh, Prince King Edward. Yes, uh, yes. James Marsden role. Like, she was made for this. She was like, yes, absolutely. I so her know. name is Mel Malvina Monroe. So this, it's her town. Her town. She's the head, head of, of the, the town council. PTA lady. Yeah, so sale. she's involved in everything, and she has her Sucker two, mom. two little henchman ladies. Yes. <laughs> They're like you know the the soccer moms from hell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh man. So I think uh, Morgan's trying to fit in at school, not doing very well. Giselle tries to like you know get involved with the PTA and everything, and try to get people to uh, vote for Morgan to be the princess mm. of the school ball, I think, yeah. which horrifies Morgan and yeah. drives them apart for a while because she's so embarrassed by Giselle. yeah. Giselle's displays. Well, that's just it. I mean, Giselle was trying to make everything like a fairy tale because yes. that's what she knows, and but this world is, is not conducive to nope. that. And... Um, as much as Morgan's always loved that about her, that's starting to be a point of, like, I don't know. Contention. <laughs> yeah, misunderstanding between them yes. a little bit where, um, I don't know. 
I, I, I like the, the balance they did there mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like Morgan was ever like, screw you, mom. You know, <laughs> You're ruining my life. Like she, there are multiple times or even though she's upset about something, like Giselle is trying and you can see that Morgan appreciates right. that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, there's a very clear love between them throughout everything that happens. Yes. So I think when they had moved into the house, Edward and Nancy brought them a wish-granting wand as a housewarming gift. Yeah. Yes. And after Morgan and Giselle argue, um, Giselle uses the wand to wish for her life to be a perfect fairy tale. Yeah. And then the whole town transforms into a fantasy kingdom called Monrolasia. <laughs> <laughs> And as this goes on, Giselle slowly starts to descend into being an, an evil, evil stepmother, stepmother, which I did not see coming. I love that. It was so fun because, like, I, that was the part that I liked because we introduced Maya Rudolph and I was like, what an excellent villain character. Mm-hmm. And then I realized slowly she's not the only villain. Yep. Giselle's going to become the villain. Yes. And Giselle's kind of aware of this. Yeah. And, uh... She can't really do anything about it. And she realizes that, um, I think she has, let's see, what does they say here? The magic wand's instruction scroll reveals uh, that Giselle's wish is using up Andalasia's magic to change the real world into a fairy tale. And then it will become permanent after midnight, of course. And yes, the chipmunk Pip. Mm-hmm. is along for the ride and he gets transformed into an evil fat cat <laughs> yeah. to be her little <laughs> sidekick. And okay, this this let me just pause you for a second. Yeah. This um movie is more chaotic than the first. It one. is so the chaotic. This one is a streamlined story and yeah. so I can see it being quote unquote better. Sure. You know, yeah, that's whatever, fair. more theatrical. This one's a little more chaotic, a little more silly. Yes. But I will say I really loved the themes that they yeah. were trying to get at in this one. We can get into more of them later, mm-hmm. but the one that I want to talk about now is that, like, she wished for a, a fairy tale life, and right away we're seeing that that is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, the fairy tale world is different than ours, but it is not perfect. Right. And one of those things is, like, oh, but you're a stepmother, so now you have to be an evil stepmother. Yes. Because that's how they're always portrayed. In and you're going to mistreat your daughter that you've been trying to. Yeah you know win back into your life fully yeah, and exactly and um oh, what's, what's his name <laughs> robert right robert i think husband. so yes okay <laughs> robert and edward are too similar names. yes um robert starts acting <laughs> kind of like edward <laughs> it's just <funny>. yes i <laughs> like that part too well and like you had said you weren't sure if he was going to be a part of the movie, and he, yeah. like, barely is. Yeah, he's not in it very He's kind of off doing his own thing. I would say that's probably my least favorite part of the movie, is that there really was no romance, and I loved no. the romance in Right. And, like, I get it. They're older, they have kids, like, it's more... It's a different story. That's fine. It's not really a knock against it. It's just something that I liked in the first one that's not this different right. than the second one. That's fair. You can continue on. Um, <laughs> so... I think Melvina learns about the magic wand, and she has her little henchmen ladies go to steal it. Because, yeah, because, like, Giselle's, like, a threat now. Yeah. Know, like, taking over the town. Yeah, being okay. A top dog. 
I don't know where exactly in the movie it was. We're probably not there yet, technically. <laughs> but their little evil woman duet. Oh my god! Favorite part. It was hilarious. Hands down. They are so fabulous. And Giselle's dress for that part. The peacock feathers. All of it. Oh. It was so fun. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so anyway, the scroll can only be, or the, the wand can only be used by a true Andalasian. Yes. Um, a true daughter of Andalasia. Yeah. And so Giselle realizes that without the wand, she will lose herself to her wicked side. So she convinces Morgan to save them before sending her to Andalasia. She's having like Gollum moments at this point. Yeah. She's like Giselle, real Giselle at times. Yes. And then evil Giselle. (laughs) So I think she sends her to Andalasia. Is Nancy and Edward with Morgan? So Morgan is at this point like living in the attic like Cinderella. Yes. Like in, like she, like... Giselle's, like, gonna buy her a beautiful dress for the ball. And she makes her rags. Yeah, evil Giselle, like, rips it and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, kind of playing on all those old Disney movies. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah, Morgan is basically told, like, go into the well to find, to get help from Andalasia. Mm -hmm. I think that's how we find out she jumps in the well and she comes across Nancy and Edward. And realizes Andalasia's falling apart. It's like, yeah, being destroyed. Because all the magic's being sucked up into mm-hmm. our world. And what else does she find there? There was something else. Uh, the, um, was it the tree? Is the tree there? Yes, yeah, the tree of memories. So they, Nancy and Edward suggest that Morgan try to use the magic of memories to bring Giselle back to her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, Morgan recreates childhood drawings of her family, their family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, with pictures of their shared memories, and then she goes back to the to Monroe Lasia mm-hmm. with Nancy. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Edward has to like stay and fight. Yes, which is sad. I love them. That was that was <laughs> that your was little taste romance. of romance. Yeah, <laughs> I love them so much. Oh, there was something I feel like I'm missing something with Morgan. Well, she had that cute little like. Potential hint, romance. Hint of a potential romance with my Rudolph's son, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the enemy. Cute. The enemy, yes. It didn't really go anywhere, no. but it was nice. <laughs> Wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, not to derail, but we talked about that before. Is it the fact that we're 30, or is it the fact that the teen romance is being painted in a more positive light in today's media? Yeah. Because when we were younger, I don't feel like it was ever desirable. Yeah. But right. that was simple and cute. Yeah. And like he was not nice. He was nice. He wasn't a douche canoe. He was not like, you know, the jock. Yeah, there was no enemies to lovers. No. Even though they literally were, like their mothers hated each other. <laughs> like they met and they were kind of, you know, simply and very innocently flirting and yeah. being nice to each other. And I just feel like that's yeah. not something we experienced in media as youths. Yeah, a lot of it was. So, side to each other. As simple and non-existent as that was, it was nice. It was very sweet. <laughs> um, so this is where we get even more chaotic, where like everything's happening. There's yeah. like twelve different storylines coming I felt together. Like once she hit Andalasia, it got a little chaotic. It, it because was a lot. We're introducing the Tree of Memories and like all this like, different whoa. stuff. But it was fun <laughs> to see them in the animated setting. Mm-hmm. Some more. Yes, that is really cute. That was cute. And then, like, she and Nancy have a song when they get back up. Okay. Because Andina's gotta. Of course. Belt it out. She couldn't not. Mm. (laughs) 
No, I think that's later. <laughs> I think I don't think I'm forgetting something. I think that's later. Well, I'm just like skimming at this point, so if I've at missed some something. At point, it, we realize, I think Nancy tells her that she is a true daughter of Andalasia. Well, she wants to use the wand, right? Yeah. Um. But there's well, also the end scene with her and Giselle. So maybe Malvina takes Morgan hostage and demands the wand in exchange. Giselle surrenders the wand and Malvina breaks it in two. Yeah. As midnight approaches, everything from Andalasia begins to disappear, including Giselle herself. While Robert and Tyson... I, I was that? I think that must be Maya's son. The, the love interest. Yeah. Um, head to the top of the clock tower to delay the final chime. Giselle tells Morgan that by being her daughter, she is a true Andalasian, therefore capable of using the wand. Morgan wishes she were home with her mother, just as Melvina attempts to make the clock tower charm before it was destroyed. Morgan awakens in, her, in their house and finds everything normal again. Only she and Giselle are aware of the events while everyone else believes it to be a dream. Yeah. And then they slowly... Uh, make their home in Monroeville and find acceptance there and adapt and overcome. (laughs) Yes. It's just so cute. I just loved, it was, I mean, so that's the other big theme of the movie was it was about, you know, like stepdaughters and stepmothers Mm -hmm. and that they're actually, you know, really family. Yeah. Like she's not, you know, not her real mom. Right. She's not, not her real daughter. Right. And there's all these like lines that, it's just like that's not that's just not true you know Mm -hmm. and I I thought that was really beautiful and it's so nice because we did that a little bit in the first one where we um like Edward had an evil stepmother or Giselle had the evil no it was Edward it was Edward's stepmother who was the villain in Robert or Edward oh which one is which Robert's Patrick Dempsey no Edward okay because he was engaged to Giselle in the first movie. Yeah. And um, she was on the Human Dragon and everything. And um, it's just, like, she, they did have a wicked stepmother there, and it is kind of, like, implied that, like, I think she's at some point, like, oh, not all stepmothers are wicked, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, she becomes Morgan's stepmother at right, the end of right. that, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And they just really kind of leaned into that theme in the second one which I thought was very sweet mm-hmm. so I can't really complain about the lack of romance because it was so cute it know? was very cute it's kind of like complaining about you know Frozen not being all about a romance like it's a different story right that's about sisters it's not you know? meant to be a romance yeah so, so. right no I, I really liked the the heartfeltness of the overcoming yeah. stepmother stereotypes yes. and uh yeah I love very that. very sweet very fun like i said i really liked my rudolph I did too. She's as so a funny. villain and i liked her little hench ladies and yeah i liked uh seeing amy adams play of an evil version of herself uh, amy adams as giselle like, sorry, Amy, that might not be, like, the crown of your career, but it is to me. It's pretty golden. <laughs> Her being the perfect Disney princess yeah. in all these bizarre situations, and then, yeah, not only playing Giselle, but playing evil Giselle yep. at the same time. <laughs> it was great. She did a great job. Oh, man. And, yeah, like, Robert wasn't a very big part, but he was hilarious he was. in the parts he, that he was He in. leaned into that 
Edward-esque. Because, like, in the beginning, you just see him kind of, like, putting up with Edward. Kind of like he always did in the first Yeah, well, he's, like, gifted a sword, right? And he's like, okay. Thanks, buddy, you know? And, like, Edward, like, kind of pities him and puts him down without realizing Yeah, he's like, oh, you don't even have a sword. (laughs) Exactly. Aren't you rich? Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, him being all like, oh, I'm gonna go find a dragon to slay. It was pretty funny. Yep. And, yeah, no, I don't know. I loved, I loved seeing all of them back. Mm -hmm. It was just great. I said to my brother recently, like, he, well, he was saying how rare it is to be, like, overwhelmed with, like, excitement about things as an adult. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a problem I have. No, same. <laughs> I get overwhelmed with excitement all the time. But yeah. I did admit, I was like, we're in this like golden pocket that I'm gonna enjoy where all the media that's being made is for me. <laughs> yes, because the majority of the people creating it are your age. <laughs> exactly, and we're the ones spending the most money, and mm-hmm. so they're like, okay, well, here, what about this? This Do is. Do you want all of your childhood favorite things remade? And this is literally back to you? for you. Exactly. <laughs> Not anyone else. <laughs> for me, maybe your kids will enjoy it with you, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. This was for the 30-year-olds. Oh, man. So, I just gotta say, I've been enjoying it every single step of the way. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, yeah, I don't know. I really like Disenchanted. I think if you like the first one at all, like, give it a watch. Yeah, it's a different ride for sure, but I think it's enjoyable. Yeah, and like I said, I... If I'm gonna story analysis it, you know, like it's probably not as tight of a structure. No, it is chaotic, but it's also one. felt. I mean, could it have been toned down on the chaos and still been good? Yes. Yeah. Um, was it very unique? Yeah. Also, yes, it felt different. It reminded me. I don't know if it was just the way it was filmed. Like, smaller budget, kind of one space, big shots. Mm-hmm. A lot of outdoor scenes. Um, it reminded me a lot of, like, tonally, the Brandy Cinderella. Okay. I, sure. I don't, don't ask me to explain why. That's funny. I don't know why, if it was the costumes, the jokes, the, the it, colors. Musical. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know why, but I kind of felt like it was, and maybe it is just because I'm pretty sure Brandy Cinderella was, like, made for TV. Yeah. You know? Maybe it was lower budget. Sure. As part of that. But, like, it kind of felt, like, enchanted, but making it a little bit more like Brandy Cinderella. Sure. And they did play with the Cinderella themes. Yeah, they did. Like, Morgan and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but ah, I don't know. I loved it. I want to watch it again. <laughs> it was so cute. It was a fun time. Heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you said you didn't really have any expectations for it, and right. I had excitement, but like minimal expectations because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what they're gonna do. Right. And they really didn't release much in advance about it, just that it was coming. Sure. You know. Um, I thought it was great. I wasn't disappointed. It's a good time. Give it a watch, guys. There's two wholesome, family-friendly movies to watch during this holiday yeah. season when you go home and you have a mishmash of age groups and you're That's all trying fair. to find something to do on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, any closing thoughts? Nope. I've spoken. Well, thanks for joining us. We will see you all next time. Bye.